I would say that of all of the gospel readings that we read during the liturgical year, I think our gospel today is the most cringeworthy. It's uncomfortable to hear that only one of the cured lepers returned to give thanks to Jesus, give thanks to God, as Jesus says, for healing him from a disease that had previously made him lose everything. Nine others went AWOL, not exactly a shining human moment. It was also uncomfortable in biblical times when faithful Jews heard that the the only grateful leper was a Samaritan one. Samaritans, of course, were despised by pious and orthodox Jews, half-breeds, as some called them, products of illicit unions between Assyrians and Jews. So I began to think about this gospel and what happened, particularly to the other nine lepers. They bother me. What did happen to them? Did their families joyfully receive them back into their homes? Was there a lingering fear that they were still diseased? Did their children hug them on their return? Or did their spouse welcome, welcome them back into the marital bed? Did the cured lepers experience greater devotion to God? Did any of them follow Jesus and were a part of the early church. We don't know the answers to these intriguing questions, intriguing to me at least, but they led me to think about an important question for us over two millennia later, that is, what happens to human beings? What happens to us when we're ungrateful like those nine lepers? As we know, there are people who we deal with every day who are simply ingrates, people who take take and take and never give back, and are never grateful. Some call it the entitlement mentality. They're hard people to deal with. Giving thanks is more important than we think, and it's far more important than just being polite to others. When we look closely at the lives of ungrateful people who take God's gifts for granted, we see a progressive journey into the hell of isolation, loneliness, and bitterness. In the first stage, we find people who simply turn off others. They turn off, has a double effect. On the one hand, being self-centered, they rarely pay attention to the needs and feelings of others. They can be harsh and unaware. And because of their selfishness, people avoid them. I think of the adage, you get what you give. The next thing is the loss of the sense of wonder about how good life actually is. Instead, ungrateful people expect everything to be perfect and on their terms. They make their lives and the lives of others around them miserable with the demands and the complaining. Ever notice that the word miser and the word miserable are related? Miserly people, after all, are miserable people. In the next stage, we find those who are never quite satisfied, always agitated. Peace and contentment are driven from their souls. They're disagreeable, argumentative, opinionated, self-important, self-righteous, and thoroughly self-centered. And eventually, jealousy and competitiveness sets in. They're always comparing themselves with others, particularly in terms of what somebody else has down the street, Versus, what do I have and what do I want? And in that process, they ignore the many gifts that they have. 
Then they can sometimes be consumed with getting more. The problem is the more they consume, the less they're satisfied. Consequently, they enter into a frantic rat race to acquire more and more money and more and more things. And the leprosy of envy is next that eats away at our souls. Jealousy and envy consume our souls like an uncontrolled cancer. Did the other nine simply forget about the cure Jesus gave them? Well, again, we don't know. But ungrateful people eventually end up forgetting about prayer, about thanksgiving, about mass, about sacraments, and about the spiritual life. And finally, they forget about God. Forgetfulness, neglect of others, and ingratitude are all interrelated members of the same family. So that's the bad news. But there is good news as well. Looked up the lessons about what it's like to be grateful and what, what cha- how does it change us as human beings. The lesson we learn is that gratitude changes our outlook in life and our relationships with God and his people. Gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only is thank you good manners, but showing appreciation helps win new friends. Studies indicate that thanking others, just thanking others, makes them want an ongoing relationship with you. Studies also suggest that gratitude in one's heart improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they report feeling healthier than other people. Thankful people, even, uh, even for the body that God has given them, Grateful people are more likely to be better stewards of their bodies. Gratitude improves our psychological health. We talk about stress and anxiety and depression so much in this this day and age. But it reduces the effects of toxic and sinful emotions like envy and resentment, as well as frustration and regret. Gratitude builds empathy of the plight of others and reduces aggression. Grateful people are far less likely to retaliate against others. Evidence suggests that grateful people sleep better. Who knew? And spending just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed leads to a much better and longer sleep. Despite our ingratitude at times, the healing presence of Jesus Christ remains constant. God loves us unconditionally and will never turn his eye and his back away from us. He is always and forever present to us, even when we feel alienated and estranged from him by our own poor choices, even when we feel he is distant and that we have lost the relationship we once had with him. He remains present through his Holy Spirit. It's always our way of thinking, our own feelings, and our own attitudes that keep us alien and distant from God. The separation is of our own making. But the most effective way to renew a close relationship with God and his people begins with giving thanks. When we're filled with gratitude, God can open the floodgates of healing for the cancerous leprosy of ingratitude that often consumes us in the modern day and restores us to wholeness, healing, health, and holiness. We're not ten made whole, Jesus asks. 
where are the other nine? To the one who gave thanks, he said, go on your way. Your faith has saved you. Jesus' words are spoken to the Samaritan, but they are also spoken to us. And that is why we are here today to celebrate Eucharist, which is a word that means to give thanks. So perhaps during this liturgy, we can think of the things for which we are thankful, things that we also have never thanked God for, simple things like the air we breathe, microwave ovens, refrigeration, whatever it is, give thanks. It is our prayer of thanksgiving so we can go on our way, walking in the glorious freedom of the being, the sons and daughters of God.